Welcome to Business Leader Breakthroughs, where we help you unlock the potential in you, your teams, and your business. I'm your host, Ryan Castle, along with Dr. Mike Ashby. We share insights, experiences, and stories on achieving breakthrough success in business and in life. In addition to our podcast, The Breakthrough is a coaching and advisory business that provides programs for business leaders, owners, and managers to develop your skills and capabilities to boost your business and enjoy a better life. To learn more, click the link in the episode show notes or go to thebreakthrough.co. Now let the breakthroughs begin. Hello, we've got something a little bit controversial to discuss in the podcast this week, and that is that the vast majority of money spent on training is an absolute waste. That's the, that's, the, that's the message that comes out of a study that I looked at. Uh, it comes out in this April um, HBR, and it's most interesting. It says that they calculate, I don't know how they do this, but um, uh, about 200 billion US is spent on training in total, training wow. in total, a mm-hmm. year, 200 billion. Mm-hmm. And executives that they've surveyed reckon that about, they get a return on about 10% of that. Right. So that means that 180 billion is basically wasted. And if you break it down into leadership development, McKinsey's study in about 2014 talked about about 18, I think, no, 18 billion dollars, probably with the same effect. So most training is a waste of money. Mm. Yeah. That's and I, I think we've all uh, experienced some version of this personally, yeah. you know, whether it's been an actual training course, we've been to a workshop, a book we've read. Uh, I've certainly had the experience, I've read a great book and gone, wow, that's so fantastic. Yeah. And then uh, three months later, I see that book and I'm like, damn, I just didn't what do anything. Yeah. I didn't implement, I've forgotten what the key points were. Yeah. I didn't didn't actually make it make it happen. Totally. What's the what's the major issue? Why do we not well, apply what we what we are exposed to? Um, I think it's just a fundamental problem with learning design. I was talking to a guy yesterday, and he was talking about his uh, his team of team leaders and supervisors, mm-hmm. and he's given them technical training, um, you know, given them training, and they've gone off on courses. And he said, "But you know the problem. You know, they apply maybe ten percent of that." for about 10% of the time. Mm-hmm. So things don't stick. And they were saying that the fundamental problem, and there was a very long theoretical explanation, but it was the gap between learning and application. Yeah. And and there was another really long academic explanation. What it boiled down to is that the gap between learning and application is about as wide as the place where you do the learning from the place where you do the doing. So this gap between learning and doing is is the fundamental source of all that waste of money. And a whole lot of um, the other piece that they mentioned was that uh, providers of this, the, you know, kind of leadership training, leadership development particularly, don't get the soft skills bit. The training in soft skills, yeah. which is the uh, relationships, um, communication, uh, self-management, all that stuff that is not kind of task and technical related, mm-hmm. uh, that most training these days, including online, just lets uh, lets the customer down. They don't get what they think they're going to get. Yeah. So in terms of a, a model is when people are looking at training, should they be considering a, a way a certain learning model works? Yeah, and, and we, you know, we kind of uh, uncovered this. It's been around for a while and it's really kind of accelerated our understanding mm. of, of how to design our program. It's called instructional design. Uh, and it was kind of transformed when we saw this piece, which was 10% of learning effectiveness comes from content, 20%, so that's the classroom, 
Uh, 20% comes from experiencing it, uh, exposing it, socializing it. And then 70% is on the job. Mm -hmm. And that's the practice. And it it kind of stands to reason. Whereas the classroom stuff tends to be the other way around. The assumption is that 90% of the learning effectiveness actually happens in the classroom. Just doesn't. Just doesn't. So, you know, when when you're thinking about training, you should look at that balance between, well, how much is content? How much is kind of exposed to groups? You know, one of the other interesting things they found is that actually most learning, even at university, is not classroom-based. It is, in fact, like at Harvard, uh, 60% of the learning actually comes from hanging out with other smart students. Absolutely. Not from the books, mm-hmm. and not from not from the classroom. Mm-hmm. And the important bit is not how smart the other people are in the group. No. I mean, obviously it adds value, but mm. the important bit is the discussion and the socialisation of That's those right. ideas. That's what right. did you think about that? What did you take out of it? What yeah. are you going to do differently? What yeah. are you going to practice going forward based on, on these things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we know that for people to learn, they actually have to struggle with the application of it. It has to be a struggle and they have to undertake that struggle in applying the theory, the concept, to their reality. And that's how our brains absorb and learn. So that's a fundamental piece. You know, if you're thinking about doing any training, what is the balance between the classroom and the application? Because that's where you're going to lose the money. Mm. And is there a a time frame that we should be pursuing between the the learning and the doing? You know, how Uh, how close do we want those to be? minuscule zero like, i just yeah. learn it now i'm applying it we totally want zero yeah. gap we want it right there in the moment in the workplace so what does that tell us about mm. thinking about um training of any kind but in particular leadership development or management development that it needs to be that the traditional classroom model um, doesn't it tends to be too generic it doesn't cater for those soft skills and it's certainly too far away from the workplace Um, The best training you can probably do is when you bring trainers into your place. And if you've got enough money, uh, you'll be able to do that. You'll be able to bring your training program or design your training program in-house for your own people. And that, you know, we know some great programs and corporates that are that are exactly that. Uh, And they are very kind of workplace based and they are Mm -hmm. experiential, as it's called, all of that sort of stuff. But you've got to have some a pretty deep pocket to be able to fund that kind of expenditure. So if you're, you know, if you haven't got that kind of deep pocket, then you should be thinking about programs that uh, are, are still located in your in your place of work, uh, that are there's an element of classroom in terms of content. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a huge push, of course, in recent years for online learning, but actually what the uh, what the, the the study found is that online learning doesn't work that well either. And the reason for that, and we've seen this as well, is because there's no, uh, you know, if you're learning on your own, there's no kind of collaboration or exposure going on. Uh, Those online programs tend to be better for what's called technical skills, process skills, not for those soft skills around relationships, around communication, around managing others. Mm -hmm. They don't go well online. So... And I think the personal motivational aspect of doing online only is really challenging as well. Yep. You know, if it's just up to you to turn up, find time, sit by yourself and do that. Yep. Um, look, there might be the occasional introvert that likes uh, likes that. Uh, but look, we, we see time and time again the accountability yep. that goes with having people in an organisation participating together in their training just yeah, fires yeah. it up. Yeah. And they have very high drop-off rates from those from those online programs. But again, the problem with the classroom base, the traditional classroom base, is that it's not accessible. 
And yeah. today people are expecting to be able to personalise yeah. their, um, their content, so they need to be able to see it on their devices in their mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. It needs to be customised, so it needs to have some application uh, or somebody taking them through mm-hmm. how that gets customised and how that gets applied in this situation. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be intensely practical yep. that you can go away from here and immediately start practising those skills. And there's a whole lot of pieces, you know, I think um, online is very good around chunked content. Yes. Because we learn in small wadges, you know, the idea of a, a bin on residential programs. Um, fabulous experience, um, but I couldn't tell you how they changed me. Because I don't know yeah. which bit uh, had the most effect. I actually mm-hmm. remember one, one component of it mm. after all these years, and it's yeah. kind of stuck. But it, but it wasn't even a practical thing that changed my behaviour that much. Mm-hmm. Um, most of that for me as a manager happened from the books I read, which I, I've still got the books, and I you know, actually still use those books when I think about the active management program, mm. um, because that personal effectiveness piece is just about how you act. Mm-hmm. And so bridging that gap between here's an idea about what you can do and me then going, okay, I could do this. How about if I do this? And then going away, having read that chapter mm-hmm. and talking to my team about, let's do this, let's do that. And me trying to be a better manager mm-hmm. in chunks mm-hmm. rather than in a moment of kind of road to Damascus conversion, a moment of epiphany where yes. suddenly yeah. I'm a great manager. Yeah. Doesn't happen like that. It actually is a series of small steps Mm-hmm. that we chunk up and accumulate over time, that's what we've got to look for. So uh, we hear the term blended learning bandied around a lot. Yep, yep. What, what does it mean? Well, I, from what I can see when I looked at this um, Harvard Business Review study, a lot of the blended learning that they talked about was actually just classrooms, classroom sessions videoed and put online. Yeah. It's not our definition of blended, it's not is our it? definition no. of blended learning. For us, blended learning is about that kind of 10, 20, 70 model and having content which is delivered in chunk-sized pieces that people can absorb in their own space in their own place. Mm-hmm. It is blended in the sense of they then co- they work in a collab group um, for a, you know an hour a month and there they talk about the issues. It's facilitated by somebody outside. So they've got that accountability. Mm-hmm. There's a meeting scheduled. They have to turn up and they have to talk about what they've learned, the mm-hmm. exercises in there. So we're getting that kind of physical, online and personal. And then they have to go and practice it. So the final bit of that, the blended, is that they practice their skills in their workplace. The other piece that we've been really, that kind of caught us by surprise, was the amount of blended learning or learning that goes on in the workplace itself, outside our structures. You know, managers are having conversations Mm -hmm. with each other just as they see each other in the corridor or on the work floor, and they're having conversations about what they've learned and how they're applying. So when we talk about the, the gap, the gap between where we're learning and where we're doing is literally that. There's nothing. Nothing. It's, yeah. it's immediate. It's, 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 uh, uh, it's right there in the moment. So that's the blend of, uh, and even the, the, um, the Harvard guys, they talk about when it comes to soft skills, um, having them online is not enough. They need to be, what are they call mediated by a human presence, which I think means having somebody <laughs> guidance. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, nice, Sam. Yeah. And the other thing we've seen is you've got to have 
leaders involved. Totally. So if you know, in our example, if we're training a management team, the leader has got to participate in that learning experience as well. Because we know what happens if you if you just send your team out to a training, to a workshop, mm. they go out, they kind of do it. It's very disconnected to the organization. Correct. The leader's not involved, the Correct. leader can't reinforce the learning, um, they can't help with that skill development mm. once they come come back in. Yeah. So yeah. You've got to have that that it's a big well. it's a big downside with both classroom and online, all other forms of learning that are not blended uh, is that leader involvement. And in fact, the learning and development professionals, and I read a LinkedIn review about the learning and development industry right at the moment, their number one challenge is getting managers engaged. So, you know, the way we've designed the active management program yeah. is manager leader engagement is built into it. And we know that's probably, you know, it's one of the most powerful aspects mm. is a structured coaching session. Because if you, when we say to leaders, you know, are you happy with how much time you're spending coaching your people? Is it? It's never enough. It's never, never enough. enough. Yeah. So this becomes the platform on which they can conduct that coaching. It's it's working really well. It's working brilliantly. And one of the big challenges around the coaching piece is often leaders don't know how they should be coaching. So again, giving them a structure around, yeah. hey, this is the skill we focused on this month. Yep. This is the template. Here yep. are the core notes for you to go through. Let's let's yeah. now reflect on that and use that as our coaching framework. And again, you know, a marvelous example of blended learning because there's some content that they're having a conversation about. There's the application in the workplace right there. Again, gap between learning and doing, zero. Yep. Superb. Uh, a little personal experience for me on this one. Uh, I've talked previously about uh, playing tennis and it's a, a passion of mine. And uh, I've got a YouTube coach. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, but the, the point of going, hey, I'm just going to watch a YouTube video of how to hit my backhand better. Look, gives me a few tips, but unless I head down to the court straight away and start practicing and go, I see how the grip change works. Mm. I see how I need to rotate my body. I see how I need to follow through mm. until I actually put it into practice. Doesn't doesn't do anything. Doesn't right? Yeah. And then on top of that, then adding a, uh, you know, a human coach mm-hmm. <laughs> that flash team. Mm hmm. Actually, someone that can then watch personalized me. Personalized guidance. Personalized guidance. Mm-hmm. You know, personalized guidance can actually then watch me and go, hey, you think you're doing this. Actually, what you need to yeah. do is, is this. That's when it, it starts coming together. It's right and, in the moment. And yeah. start, uh, start seeing it work. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's it. Okay. So if you're considering any training in your own organizations, uh, definitely think about that, you know, the knowing doing gap, how far is the gap between when you are learning something, whether it be online in a workshop or a blended approach, and then how quickly can people get uh, in practice and actually start uh, exercising and learning these skills that they're, they're getting across. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate you uh, joining us today. We do have some links in our show notes if you want more information around uh, how we think about training. Uh, Mike has written a great article called The Future of Leadership Development. Um, We'll have a link to that in the show notes if you'd like to uh, download that and get some more info about what we've discussed today. And we'd love to hear what you think about what we've said. You know, what's your experience with training that works? What's your experience with training that doesn't work? Yeah. Love to hear you. Yep. Love to hear you guys' voice. Thanks for joining us today.